Hi everyone. Wark Moose and Romanowski done is back with the boss. Episode thirty one of the NFL's Dead Podcast. Today we're what? Happy to be here. Thank you for the intro. I'll take boss any day of the week. Did you like the name I decided to pick for today? I did. Uh, Warwick Moosen Romanowski. Done. Uh, done. Excuse me. Today we're going to do AFC predictions by division. Just talk, review of each AFC team's offseason and predictions for this upcoming season. I'll go by division and in order of teams will be based on last year's standings regardless of how much of a dumpster fire it was. I'll go team by team. Then after I finish the fourth team, I'll talk about each division predictions and what I think it's going to be this year. To start with the AFC East, New England Patriots, it's been a hectic four, six months for us, and mostly a bad way, Pats Nation. It's one thing that we lose the GOAT and Tom Brady, but then we lose Jimmy Collins, Elandon Roberts, Danny Shelton, and Calvin and Noah on defense trading away Duron Harmon. The Patriots did make some okay signings, but it's God knows how much of an impact they will make. And losing James Devlin to retirement... Fuck 2020. But hey, we have Bill Belichick, the best coach in history, so who knows? Maybe the losses can be made up for. Now we have Cam Newton, Jared Stidham, competing for the starting job. Let's go, Cam Newton. Draft on the other hand, looking back at it, it was actually pretty good. But 37th overall, sucking a guy from a Division II school. I hope it works out, but it's a little risky at the same time. And my God, the kicker, Justin Warwaster, the thing with the tattoos is creeping me out in his political views. Word sick I am. Now back to the positives. We actually made an effort to replace Gronkowski after trading him away with the selections of Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. Now we have two people to choose from. Malakos, you can fuck off for all I care. Among other things, our receivers have to get better, but Nikhil Harry is showing he's at least trying. If Nikhil Harry can break out, maybe, maybe it was proof either Brady or the missed time was the problem. I'm glad to have David Andrews back at the center after what happened last year. Your thoughts? Uh, just on the Patriots? Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys. There's a big uh, uh, turnstile of uh, players going in and out uh, from the Patriots. We lost a lot of guys on defense, a lot of guys on offense. But like you said, Bill Belichick is the best coach in, uh, in NFL history. And as long as he's on the team, then I think uh, the AFC East will go through New England. Um, I thought... You know, looking at the schedule for New England had me really worried before we got Cam Newton. Uh, going game by game, um, I thought, you know, win loss, win loss, or whatever. Um, I thought I saw us as a eight eight win team um, at one point, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a tough call to see uh, to see how Cam Newton will will blend in with this offense if he can, you know, re- return to his MVP um, style play that. You know, took him all the way to the Super Bowl, what, 2015, I think. Um, but that's, you know, five years ago. That's a long time ago. I don't know if uh, it's if Cam still can put it together, but um, we'll see. He's been working with Sanu. He's been working with Nikhil Harry already. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, I think I think the AFC East still runs through New England. But, um, yeah, um, I don't know. It's Our schedule is very hard. I know we have a really tough stretch. Um, around Thanksgiving ish, I forgot, but it's like three games and 15 days and they're all three of them are on the road. So it'll be interesting to see. But, uh, again, looking at our schedule, it's one of the hardest in the, uh, of the year, uh, out of all the teams. Uh, so to expect 
12 wins out of this team might be a little bit much, but I can see us getting to 10 or 11 and that being enough to uh, get us into uh, the divisional round or maybe even a wild card, depending on how the rest of the AFC does. But with the Chiefs and the Ravens, I'm guessing they're, they might uh, take up the one and two spot. So uh, a buy seems kind of crazy, but you never know. It's still it's still the Patriots. Buffalo Bills, they signed countless players on defense, had a good draft and training for Stephon Diggs. Whatever. Fuck that guy. No, the... What? I like Diggs. What's wrong with Diggs? Not you. I just, he's a decent jackass. Okay. We'll do have a lot of question marks. The whole team is hypocrites and crybabies. The defense is scary, but the offense still has major question marks. Even if they have a good coach, he's kind of a dick also. Who's the Your coach? Do you remember? Do you know? McDermott? I don't... Yeah, I don't want to use names right now. Okay. Um... Um, yeah, the Bills, they had a really good end of the season. They, uh, they were, they had a really good first half against the Houston Texans in the, uh, divisional playoffs, but then they kind of choked it away. Uh, Josh Allen made some really bad choices that game. He started like literally lateraling the, the ball at certain points. Um, like when he just needed to hold it, I don't know. It was weird. He didn't turn it over, but it was, uh, it definitely showed his age, but, but it was his first time in the playoffs, so he can absolutely grow from that. Um, so, yeah, the Bills, they looked good last year, and I think they only got better in the offseason. So I think the AFC East will come down to um, Patriots, Bills. Um, it should be, you know, again, I, don't, I'm not, I haven't seen the Bills schedule, but um, a lot of it will come down to strength of schedule. Um, and, I mean, they do play, like, most of the same teams, like, I think, except for two games, maybe. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think the Bills will be right there uh, in in the uh, in the old, uh, just ready to go, right behind the Patriots. It'll be a battle for number one between those two teams. New York Jets. The main thing they did was they signed a lot of O line, regardless of overpaid or not. The only big name they let leave for agency was Robbie Anderson. News or not, they just didn't even try to keep the guy. If they said they did, they had a good draft. At least from the reviews, whatever. Also, the Jamal Adams rumors aren't doing them any favors. Whoever does or doesn't want him, Jamal Adams, uh, he, he should do what he wants. I, I hate the Jets and I hate him, but if I were him, I would just leave because it seems like he's not appreciated or he just he wants to win. God knows he has the ego. Your thoughts? Um. Yeah, the Jets had a weird season last year. They finished the, the year 7-9. and nine. Uh, obviously below at below 500. Uh, but uh, Sam Darnold got mono last year and he was out for what four weeks. Um, and he's still a question mark. I like Sam Darnold. I think he could be a good quarterback in this league. Um, it just obviously it seems like every year he has a setback and you know getting mono in the first month of the season and then coming back in October or whatever and uh, trying to just pick up where you left off. It's very difficult. So this will be a real make or break year uh, year. For Sam Darnold uh, to see if he's the guy for the future for the Jets, uh, I think he could be, and I actually see them actually putting together a pretty decent season. I think the AFC East is going to be really competitive this year. Um, now that Brady's gone, it seems like the other AFC teams have like are starting to kind of figure it out, and and they know that the that the East runs through New England, but without Tom Brady, it kind of opens it up a little bit. It gives them a little bit of pep pep in their step. Uh, you take away 50% of greatness from Belichick. You know what I mean? So um, 
yeah, I think I think a lot of the AFC East teams know that there's blood in the water right now, and uh, it's going to come down to Sam Darnold and see if he's that guy for the New York Jets going forward. Miami Dolphins signing countless players, offense or defense. Of course, Brian Flores can't develop his own talent, so he has to take away the Patriots. My God, that really annoys me when he does that. Mm. They they have a couple new running backs after pretty much having none last year, and they drafted Tua to the surprise of nobody, not Moosen, not Warwick, not Romanowski, not me could have predicted because we all knew it was going to happen. Mm. Message, I should be for, future fortune teller. True, true. Your thoughts? Uh, the Dolphins started the year awful last year. They were the laughing stock in the NFL. Everyone's like, oh, I want to go play Miami because they get uh, wiped almost every game. I think they opened the season against uh, uh, Baltimore last year, and Baltimore absolutely, you know, five, touch, four or five I mean, touchdowns. So. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. But, um, but yeah, I mean, as the season progressed, they got better and better. They finished the season 5-11. and 11. Uh, I think after starting the year like 0-6 or something, 0-7. So um, they definitely turned it around and they started beating some pretty decent teams. They weren't even they weren't just beating up on bad teams. Uh, they beat a few good ones in there. So um, like you mentioned, they had a great draft because they got a bunch of draft picks for Jeremy Tunsil and uh, Kenyon Drake. I think they got a few draft picks for. So they were they were ready to go this year. And uh, we'll see if they can kind of put it together next year and put together a 500 season. Do I think that they're going to go ahead and win the division? No, but I think they're going to be a lot more competitive this year than they were last year. No, for my division predictions, I think in order. Patriots, Bills, Dolphins, Jets. We still have the best coach in Bill Belichick. We always find ways to replace the talent except Gronk, but Aussie Aussie and Slash Orkin will be better. The jackass Lacosta Ryan Izzo. Those bottom two can fuck off for all I care. Yeah. The other three Buffalo's questions, Jackass is cries, the coach is a hypocrite, seems to always want a penalty for everything. The Dolphins with the amount of players they signed should be better, but they still have a few years away from I don't know. The Jets with the whole Jamal Adams thing, also Adam Gase still being the coach. Considering yeah, the Gase. Well, think it, speaks, it speaks for itself that the Jets are going to be last, I think, at least. What are your predictions? Uh, yeah, I'll go Patriots first with uh, 10 wins. I'll go Bills 2 with uh, either 10 or 9 wins. Um, but if they tie us, if they tie us, we'll, we'll have the tiebreaker for whatever reason. Uh, you I'll take list the amount of wins if that's true. When you can just say first to fourth. Uh, but no, if you, I, I like to get. In, I'll get in depth. That's all good. I'll take Miami in third place with eight wins. They'll get three more wins than last year, and then we'll take the Jets with six wins, um, where they'll be able to piece together a sloppy season. But overall, it just will be it'll be a downfall for them. So yeah, I'll go Pats, Bills, Miami, New York. Same as me, huh? Same as me, pretty much. Same as you, exactly. AFC North, Baltimore Ravens, basically the Michael Vick of the worst era. He should be as good as new. The Ravens have had quite the offseason. They somehow traded for Calais Campbell for a how return. Signed Derek Wolf from the Broncos. Annoyingly had a good draft. They seem set up for annoyingly another good year. My God, where's Hastings when I need it? Back um, to you, boss. Yeah, the Ravens had an unbelievable season last year. 14-2, and two, uh, dominated teams. Uh, Thank they you, went- Mike Campbell. They went on a twelve win, a twelve game win streak to close out the season before losing to Tennessee after the opening bye week uh, for them in the playoffs. And not only did they 
lose, I think they got pretty dominated in that game against Tennessee. Uh, the score wouldn't they indicate it. Points from the Patriots in the a playoff game, net points. A struggling offense can get 13, but a god offense can only get 12. Yeah, that's true. But well, it's it's, it's, it's Reddit post. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, Lamar was uh, invincible during the regular season, but then uh, playoffs are a different animal, and sometimes you know. Patrick Mahomes didn't go in and win in his first year in the playoffs, too. It's a learning experience. So I think Lamar uh, – actually, Lamar Jackson was in the playoffs the year before. And I Where think they, they – And I don't know how he was alive for that long. Yeah, I think he lost. they lost to Houston the year before. No, it was uh, LA. Chargers. Oh, the Chargers the year before. You're right. So, uh, you know, two years of playoff games under his belt. I think he. I think the Ravens are the top contender in the NFC North. Uh, just because the rest of the teams, I don't really believe in too much. So, uh, yeah, yeah. They're in the AFC. AFC, excuse me. So the the AFC North. Um, yeah, I just I don't I don't believe too many other the other teams in the AFC North will have much to offer. So, yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take the Ravens. Ravens are good. Pittsburgh Steelers. They had a quiet offseason, not huge signings. The only big loss they had to deal with was Javon Hargrave, the notes tackle, signed with the Eagles, in Pennsylvania rival, ironic. Hmm. They did let some guys leave, but outside of Hargrave, nothing huge. They did sign Eric Ebron, but that doesn't really say much. But, you know, first round pick because the night gives Patrick Hay, but it was well worth it, I guess. The Steelers, if Raceless, if Rapeless Burger is hurt, again, this team is close to dead, if not for that defense. Also, Terry. Future fortune teller, something tells me that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be gone Schuster next year because I've heard rumors Steelers won't keep him. He's a free agent next year. Then again, they do have a history to let receivers leave like Mike Walls, but mm-hmm. he was a head case that speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Manuel's but that was for cap space because he wanted to probably get his chances elsewhere. They let AB leave no matter what. Basically, there's rumors going on that I've heard that the Steelers might not keep JSS. Okay. What are your thoughts on the Steelers overall? Yeah, Steelers were better than expected last year after losing their uh, uh, their their starting quarterback. Yeah, their starting quarterback in the first couple games uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, their and their defense was the reason for it. Um, they were really good defensively. Then they uh, they made it tough for any team that they were going up against to uh, put points up against them. Um, and not only that, they, their defense scored a good amount of points. Obviously, the biggest problem with them last year was uh, Kyle Rudolph and – or no, what are their names? Mason, Mason Rudolph and uh, – I always forget that. I know. They're so forgetful, these guys. I can't help it. Um, but, yeah, their quarterback play was so bad last year, and it really brought down the rest of the team. I mean, Juju was pretty much – didn't do anything all year. Um, I can't well, even he, name – Sammy was dealing with injuries. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh they didn't really. Uh, I mean, who's their who's their uh, tight ends over there? Do you remember? This year or at the time? this year? Last year? About? Last year or this year? Yeah. This year they have Vance McDonald, who I don't know how he's lasted this long. Yeah. Ebron also don't know how he's lasted gotcha. this long. And then counts other guys. Gotcha. So gone. they're 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 trying to build a little something for uh, Roethlisberger to come back to. Uh, I like Roethlisberger. He's not terrible. Um, I just thought he lost the passion to play. I just thought he lost the passion to play a few years ago. So the fact that he's still playing is t- kind of wow to me. And he's pretty playing pretty well. But um, I don't I don't see them having another great year this year. But um, 
Yeah, but the Steelers, they're always at the top because they're in a kind of a weak division. Not weak division, but they play the Browns and the Bengals twice. So um, it could always that, – that could use, that hey, usually leads to four you like wins. like I don't mind him. Um, you didn't know that? What? He raped somebody. Mm. I mean – yeah, I mean, that was a long time ago. I don't like to hold things over people's heads. I think people can change, and uh, I think he's paid for those uh, mistakes that he made in the past. He's and, paid for society. Yeah, I mean, he's... he's. That would be a family guy if he didn't get the joke. Yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think the Steelers can do pretty good next year. Cleveland Browns. Well, Terry, I think we're in for another running gag, are we, boss? I guess so. I don't know. These guys are something else. Well, everyone thought the Browns were a playoff team, and derangedly, people thought that it would be a Super Bowl team in 2019. And my God, Terry, Super Teams, let me give you a life lesson, Terry. Life Super Teams in the NFL, they don't ever work, period. Yeah, yeah that's want- true. They actually did some good this offseason, though. They, they finally did. fired... They finally fired Freddie Bitchens. Nice. Did you like the joke? Not bad. The kitchen, I did bitch. Bitch in. Yeah, it works. Well, <laughs> fired John Dorsey, the GM, which I don't know why. I mean, he was doing solid. But free agency, they did do some stuff. Like, they signed Jack Conklin, the tackle. Which, by the way, I understand why the Titans declined his option. They unneedingly signed Austin Hooper, which I don't understand why they signed him. They didn't need him. They signed Case Keenum, who has ties to the new head coach in Minnesota. They did add some defensive players. They did release some players, and they also let star linebacker Joe Schobert head down to Duval. The Browns also drafted a good tackle in Jedrick Willis and very good safety, who somehow fell to 4-4th in Grant Delpit. It doesn't matter if Kevin Stefanski is A, the next Sean McVay, or B, has ties to Case Keenum. The Browns still have question marks everywhere. There's also a good chance your favorite punching bag, Odell Beckham Jr., won't be in Cleveland in 2021. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on the Browns? Uh, yeah, I got a few thoughts on these Browns. Um, yeah, 6-10 and 10 last year. They lost their last three games of the season. No momentum going into the 2020 season. They fired Freddie Kitchens. And, uh, yeah, you're right. They did make some good moves. You ask why they went out and got Austin Hooper? Because Austin Hooper was a top three tight end last year. He was consistent throughout. And in Joku, he had injury issues. And, honestly, even when he was healthy, he was not that good. I think he had, like, maybe, like, in his three-year career, he had, like, four or five good games. So, like, why even waste your time with Njoku? I mean, uh, I think it's smart that they go. Uh, they went yeah, out and got another weapon. They had the fourth round. Speaks for itself that they didn't really. They could have just waited until then. I don't know. Yeah, but Hooper's like a known asset. I mean, you can draft a, a tight end, but you know that's a, there's a lot of unknowns with that. But with you, when you get Austin Hooper, you you know what he can do. Um, he's fast. He can. He's got great hands, and uh, he made Matt Ryan look like a stud last year. Um, so yeah, uh, and he made Matt Schaub look good too. Cause I think Schaub played a few games and he caught it. He, he caught balls from Schaub. So if Baker Mayfield can't turn Austin Hooper into a, a good player, maybe Baker Mayfield is ultimately the issue. And on top of that, yeah, with Odell Beckham jr. He is, I don't know. He doesn't seem like he's super thrilled to play this year with all the COVID and stuff that's going on. There's some quotes coming out from him saying that when he broke his ankle a few years ago, he wanted to retire. So I don't know how days ago. What? I heard that a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah. He said he wanted to retire after. uh, So I don't know how 
involved he is with uh, how passionate he is about playing still. I mean, Cleveland, that place can just suck the joy out of you uh, if you stay there long enough. So uh, we'll see, man. I don't know where they're going to end up, but I'll, I'll probably overrate them again this season. But I will say they just extended Miles Garrett, and that's a great play for them because they need that defensive guy. Terry, on. you know what the clause in the contract is? What? You can't hit people in the head with the helmet. Okay, well, that might be a problem for him. But um, like I will say Mason Rudolph probably deserved it. Not going to lie. Was oh, my it? God. Screw Mason Rudolph. That guy's going to be out of the league next year. Uh, so, yeah, Miles Garrett for president, 2020. I'm happy for him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Well, it speaks for the Celtic drafted Joe Burrow. And kind of ironic, they actually signed players in for agency. DJ Reader, Trey Waynes, Von Bell, tagging Adrian Green. They finally, as everyone moosened, they moved on from Andy Dalton. More on that in the NFC. Patriots fan advice to the Bengals. Trade away John Ross. He doesn't speak to you anymore. People didn't even like the John Ross selection back in the days. But, hey, they have T. Higgins or Chad Johnson, number 85. Fuck 2020. Was drafted, so it probably makes up for the bust. Knowing it's the Bengals, I still don't have a lot of faith in them. It's God knows what will happen to them. But things are trending up for the Bengals, but God knows what will happen. Yeah, you know, the Bengals were the worst team in the year last year, 2-14. and 14. They actually won their last game, so they were 1-14 going into the final week. Um, and, yeah, they're in an absolute rebuild right now. Um, they finally oh, moved on. Bengals not bad. They just tried to be bad. Yeah, yeah, they did, which is fine. Um, you know, the way they have it set up where the worst team gets the draft, yeah, when you hit the when you hit week 10 and you're 1-10 or whatever, like, yeah, you're we're most likely going to – uh, just kind of get the get be as worst as bad as we can and get that you know that player changing quarterback that everyone's so hyped about with Joe Burrow. They're absolutely rebuilding. They finally got rid of uh, Tyler Eifert. I think where did Tyler Eifert go? Did he go somewhere? Story for later. Perfect. Um. So yeah, they finally moved on from him. An injury riddled tight end with multiple injury issues. Uh, they tagged AJ Green who probably won't be there next year because if you're A.J. Green, you probably want to get out of Cincinnati. Um, and then you're going to have to start building a receiving core and an offensive line against around your franchise quarterback. Is that something I can trust Cincinnati doing in the next couple of years? I don't know. But um, they're going to have to do it. And, uh, yeah, I just don't think there will be many uh, changes between last year and this year. You know, two wins last year. They'll probably have four next week, next year. So division predictions, same as last year. I think it's Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals. This is one of two divisions that I think is a lock. The other one is going to give me Romanowski mental pills for years. Steelers have too many questions with QB, and God knows what will happen. The Browns, it's the Browns. And the Bengals, it's the Bengals. What do you expect? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I agree with most of them. I'll take Ravens in the first place with 12 wins. They won't match the 14 wins they got last year. Uh, I'll take the Browns in second place. With 10 wins, I'll take the Steelers in third place with eight wins, and I'll take uh, the lowly Bengals with, uh, in fourth place with three or four wins. Uh, I think the Browns are really stocking up to go all-in next year. They need to get into the playoffs if they're going to do anything. They need 10 wins, um, and I think they're going to sneak in with a wild-card spot. That's bold of you. Yeah, yeah, I'm over the Steelers. I'm over the Steelers. Moving on. 
AFC South, Texans, Jesus Christ, what happened to them? They go from 24-0, nearly satisfying enough to see two jackasses get eliminated to collapse. Then to doing absolutely unthinkable while getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins, totally taking on David Johnson's contract, while also signing how is he still relevant wide receiver Grendel Cobb and trading for Brandon Cooks. Defense still got worse, at least not much of a difference. All he did was sign a safety from the Browns while letting DJ Reader sign with the Bengals. The soft season has been bad for the overrated and inconsistent young franchise. You can also expect a regression with how much this team has had to put up with the soft season and how Bill O'Brien has lost this long. God knows. He might be from Dorchester, Massachusetts. He should have been shown the door God knows how long ago. Uh, so, yeah, the Texans uh, won the division last year 10-6. and six. Uh, they had it wrapped up going into week 17, so they didn't really try, uh, to win that last game. So they were just like, whatever. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, they beat the bills round one and then they had a 24, nothing lead on the chiefs that disappeared by halftime, not even the end of the game by halftime, the whole lead disappeared and they were back on top 28, 24 going into halftime insanity. Uh, I don't know how a franchise recovers from that. I think bill O'Brien as my guess, lost the trust of the room um, just by being incompetent and uh, blowing that lead, essentially. And obviously, that doesn't completely fall on uh, Bill O'Brien, but he's the head coach, so it's going to. And, uh, yeah, they lost DeAndre Hopkins and replaced him with an injury-prone Brandon Cooks. Uh, but they still have a great quarterback there with Deshaun Watson. So um, I don't want to say the AFC South goes through Houston, but um, I still see them as a top team in that division. Is J.J. Watt still playing? Yeah. Okay. Tennessee Titans. Well, that was quite a turnaround. To go from 2-4 and four with an inconsistent bust to a not-hyped veteran Ryan Tannehill, we're going to 9-7 and somehow make it to the AFC Championship game. But, of course, that whole game, including the Super Bitch, was scripted, so the Titans got prevented. Don't feel bad, Tennessee. Message from a Patriots fan, the last two playoff games were scripted, and the NFL the next 15, 20 years will be scripted. So, why am I not surprised? Anyway, the Titans had a good offseason, if not great. They resigned Ryan Tannehill to four years, $118 million. Franchise tag then extended Derrick Henry to four years, $50 million yesterday, ironically. I was expecting five years, like $70 million. So, to me, that's kind of a bargain deal, four years, $50 million, despite the don't-pay-running-backs theory. Mm-hmm. Signed. Previously, the only negatives was letting Jack Conklin sign with the Browns and randomly trading away Jarrell Casey of the Broncos, and then he trashes them, discarded him like trash. Outside, the other times, I think, had a good offseason. Uh, yeah, Titans were unbelievable last year. They rose from the ashes like a phoenix towards the end of the year. Everyone was counting them out. And then Ryan Tannehill took the start and got himself a what? five million, A five-year contract for playing like eight or nine, a four-year contract for playing nine games, but he played those games really well. Um, he, uh, yeah, so the the two, the the him and uh, Derrick Henry are going to be teammates for the next couple years, and their receiving core was pretty good too last year. Uh, A.J. Brown, I think a lot of people are expecting a big jump for A.J. next year, and um, yeah, their tight end situation, I think they're going to move on from Delaney Walker. Did they move on from Delaney? They already did. They did. So they're, they're putting a little bit of trust into Jonu Smith, who had a pretty good end of the season last year taking over for Delaney because, you know, Delaney's good, but he's just so injury prone at this point. And uh, he's an old dog. I mean, he, he's still got a few years left in him, but they'll be they'll definitely 
past his prime year, that's for sure. So, and then on defense, uh, Titans were definitely solid. They they put a stop to um, the you know what looked like the unbreakable Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs. They figured out Lamar Jackson and made it very hard for him. And then even against uh, Kansas City, they were putting up a good fight, but obviously that was just too much for them to handle. Uh, but yeah. I think Vrabel, Vrabel's got the uh, the team on his back. He's uh, he he has the trust of the players, and uh, that's surprising to me. I didn't I didn't love the Vrabel hiring a year or two ago as head coach, but uh, I think it's proven to be pretty good. Um, he's a players' coach. He used to be a player himself, so he he knows how to talk to these guys to get them amped up. Um, and uh, as I don't think he's gonna cut his dick off, but you know he'll do he'll do he'll do everything else he'll do everything else to get his team a win. I expected to cut his penis off, joke. Yeah, and I came through at the end. But yeah, yeah, I like the Titans next year for sure. Uh, futures, we'll see how they do next year, and hopefully those contracts aren't uh, bad ideas after the next year. Colts, Indianapolis Colts. I mean, you have to cut them some slack. They went through a lot the last eleven months from mm-hmm. losing Andrew Luck. Starting five and two, to then finishing seven nine. The Colts have done some work this offseason. They signed Phil Rivers. They signed a star cornerback, or used to be Xavier Rhodes. We're also signing Trey Burton, the tight end. Don't know how he's lasted this long. The only big loss was Eric Ebron. The Colts made a bold move to trade away first round pick for DeForest Buckner, who was then given a four years, eighty four million dollar contract. The draft was also a success, but even with no first-round pick, they drafted Michael Pittman's son, fuck 2020, and they drafted a great running back in Jonathan Taylor. So the Colts have had a pretty good offseason. Yeah, uh, they did okay. Uh, the offense is, uh, like, decent. I just don't know how much Phillip Rivers really has left in the tank. He doesn't really zip the ball in there anymore. He kind of just, like, lofts it. He's, his accuracy is top-notch, but his arm strength is absolutely toast. Um, so... I don't know how a speedy T.Y. Hilton's going to do with him. Um, and they, I mean, who do they have? Jack Doyle as their main uh, tight end now. And they, I think they have a three-headed dog as their running back. Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, Thomas, and uh, somebody else. That was a good one. Thank you. Uh, and then there's one other guy that I think they just drafted. So they're going to have a lot of uh, running backs. Huh? Hines? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Naheem Hines or Nigel Hines. Whatever his name is. Uh, so we'll see. I don't have too much faith in this Colts team. Um, Jacoby Brissett got him to six wins just last year. Oh, seven wins, excuse me. But he was not very prone at turning the ball over. He was actually good at taking care of the ball. I don't think Phillip Rivers is – he has those – Rivers has those games where he turns the ball over like four times. And uh, I don't think age is really going to help him here. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of faith in the Colts next year. They also did draft a QB in like the fourth round, I think. Which is smart, to be honest. Jacob Eason from Washington. Oh, okay. Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, God, <laughs> where do I start with this team? They decided to prioritize arrogance to the Jedi over town. This team really went through a lot this offseason. Traded away Clays, came out to the Ravens of all teams for a return. Angry really means the rich get richer. Traded away Nick Foles to the Bears for a fourth. Trading AJ Boye to the Broncos for a fourth. Drama with Leonard Hornet. Did you like that? Nice. I used whore instead of four. Four. Nah, oh yeah. Oh, how about Leonard three net? What's that? Instead of the number four, three, because he's 
less than. Good one. <laughs> Thanks. Where's this going, Comedy Central, when you need I one? know, I know. Get my agent on the line. Signing an injury-prone and worthless Tyler Eifert. Oh. Keeping Doug Barone as head coach, considering the horrible abuse he gets, and the Yannick and Gawkway drama isn't helping at all. The only thing that could be considered positive that the Jaguars did this offseason was signing talented but not great reviews from Pro Football Focus Joe Schobert from the Browns on a five-year, $53.75 million contract. It's God knows how the draft picks will go for the Jaguars. To think nearly three years ago this team was on the rise, made it to the championship game. Then, as I say all the time, Order 66 happened. Everyone leaves, gets traded, signs elsewhere. Good chance Jags are the worst team in the league right now. Yeah, uh, Jaguars are going to be in a little bit of trouble this year. I think they're in rebuilding mode. They That defense, that unstoppable defense of four years ago, has all changed teams and gone elsewhere. Uh, so right now... Uh, they're putting all their stock into Garrett Minshew, who, uh, what is it? Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Um, you know, and I don't want to take anything away from him, but I just don't think they have that many weapons. They have Chark and Fournette. And outside of that, you have a uh, hobbled Eifert. And, uh, I can't even name another receiver over there right now. Um, uh, I don't know. Like who else do they have? They drafted a guy in the second round. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're, the thing is, they traded Nick Foles because they have that much faith. Excuse me. They have that much faith in Gardner Minshew, who they claim is like a super smart guy and not to sleep on him, yada, yada. So I think it's interesting, uh, but they're not going to be very good. Uh, granted, they're in a pretty easy division, a division that nobody knows what's going to happen, that you know, that seems like the winning team of that division usually only has like 10 wins tops, uh, at least since like Peyton Manning left the Colts back in like whatever, 2014. So I don't know. I think, yeah, I think, I think they're going to be a bad team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Predictions for the AFC South. First Titans, second Colts, third Texans, and fourth Jaguars. Kind of bold, I know what you're thinking. The Titans right now have the most talented roster slash the best management. But I the Colts have done well this offseason. I think Rivers, while he won't return to form, I think he'll do okay. Texans, they pretty much ruined their own team, except not moving on from everybody, which they have done. And the Jaguars, Trevor Lords, Clemson, all you need to know, they're pretty much order 66 at this point. Uh, Yeah, my predictions for the AFC South. Uh, Titans with 11 wins. Uh, Texans with nine wins, Colts with six wins, and Jaguars with three wins. Such as such as par for the AFC South. AFC West, Chiefs team coming off a scripted super bitch win. Let me tell you something, boss. It was a close game for a while. No. No, it wasn't. Until like the final five minutes, yeah. That yeah, 49ers were winning in the fourth quarter. Terry, what do you think would be a better job? Podcast guru or fortune teller? For me or for you? For you, fortune fortune teller for sure. Thank you. (laughs) The super bitch was scripted. Just for future fortune teller, that's all you need to know. Beating up kids, pushing off, holding defensive players. What else is fucking new, okay? Where's work done when he goes to Lexington? Holding defense in the 10-year contract, I'm pretty much the yawn right now. Uh, That's a yawn. 
Yeah, just like the gifts where they just don't care. My yawn is. Wow, you sound like a wild animal. Thank no you. Offense. Thank you. Yeah, I don't care about that contract. And also the fact they can keep Chris Jones on that $85 million contract. Fuck this league. So, you know, Terry, I should call you a fortune teller for saying the NFL is dead. Yeah, true, true. I hope you turn to the Rams, Casey. We're paid too much and you have to suffer the consequences. Nothing against the Rams in any way, but that's a story for next week. Uh-huh. But I don't care. Wake me up when a time machine takes me back to Hastings or when this league actually rewards you for talent. Back to you. Uh, Yeah, Chiefs Super Bowl winning team last year. Very impressive season. Uh, they had some bumps in the road. They finished 12-4. and four. Uh, But, I mean, that was enough to get home field advantage. Uh, no, not home field advantage. At least a first round bye. And uh, yeah, they were they treat they used it perfectly. Um, yeah, the Chiefs they had a really good off season. I saw a tweet the other day, like I guess going into the season they had like a hundred and seventeen dollars worth of cap space, and then they made all of these moves. This ten year extension for this guy, four year extension for this guy. Uh, I don't know how it works. I'm guessing like dead money and this and that. I don't really know uh, the lin- linguistics, the logistics of it, but. Uh, yeah, the uh, they they had a really good off season. There's no reason to think that the Chiefs are slowing down anytime soon. Um, and I have a feeling they're going to be right back there in the AFC Championship again next year. Yeah, up your ass, Mahomes. I don't care. Moving on. Knives Out was a great movie. I don't care what you think. Nah, the movie sucked. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Denver Broncos. The fact their QB play last year was so awful, but they could somehow finish seven nine seconds. Impressive. Pretty good. Broncos have had quite the offseason. Their offense is scary. This is their offense this year. Drew Locke, Melvin Gordon, Phil Lindsay, who should be getting traded by now. If I was him, I'd be holding out wanting a trade. Mm-hmm. Even, though, even though you hold out to get more money, which instead of wanting to get out, I, I don't know how it works. Right. He's, a, he's, a, he's going to his third year. Courtyard Sutton, Lil Judy Vert. Nice. Do you get the joke? Yeah. His name is Jerry Judy. I call him Lil Judy Vert because it sounds like Lil Uzi Vert, the rapper. True, true. You like that? Not bad. <laughs> Thank you. AJ Hamler, the man who fampy moved. No offense. I'll explain it later. The Broncos also did some stuff before the draft, signing an O-line, trading for AJ Boyer, maybe with a defensive-minded coach, might rejuvenate him. And trading for Jarrell Casey for only seventh? Wow. Letting uh, one of their old lines leave, letting Chris Harris Jr. leave, and Derek Wolf were the only downsides. I think they have something in them this year, but only if Drew Locke proves himself. Back to you. Uh, yeah, the Broncos, I had them as a dumpster, one of my dumpster fire teams last year. I didn't think they were going to be good at all. Um, I thought they were going to you know, get, I wouldn't say the first overall pick, but I thought they were going to be like a four-win team last year. So the fact that they got the 7-9 and nine is pretty impressive. Uh, I, I thought Flacco was going to be a lot. I, well, granted, if Flacco started every game, I still think they would have been a bottom tier team. But since they made that move and got him out, they actually went on a pretty good tear at the end of this, at the end of the season, they finished, uh, seven and nine. They won their last two games. So they were five and nine, which isn't great. And then they, you know, winning your last two games is obviously pretty impressive, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the Broncos are on the are trending upwards, but you know that defense is getting pretty old. Um, Von Miller is getting is what like thirty now. One. 
31. Um, that defense that won him a Super Bowl however many years ago is not really intact anymore. So, um, yeah, I don't know yeah. what to expect from the Broncos. Need me to tell what defenses stay intact. Yeah, I, a lot of the, I don't know. You, you draft guys to take over the roles that were there at first, and I mean, yeah, you're right. That defenses of a lot of teams obviously break up the longer they're together. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I think uh, I think they're trending upwards, but I still think that's such a tough division because uh, I can see the Chargers and Raiders giving them beating the Broncos. So. Um, I don't know. I think the Chiefs are definitely number one, but that second place in the in the West uh, it will be it will be a toss up. But you know they have great management. John Elway he always finds a way to put a great team on the field, even when everyone thinks they're going to be bad. You know Struggle to find a QB over the years. They think he's the problem with that. Yeah, so. no, that's true too. That's true too. But uh, you never know. And Drew Locke he she showed some pretty good flashes, and he seemed like to have a good rapport with. Uh, with Sutton, like you mentioned. So I think they're trending upwards. Do I think they're a playoff team? No, but um, but they're trending upwards. Las Vegas Raiders, again, Derek Carr's still the quarterback. Yikes. I mean, why am I shocked? Why am I shocked, man? Either he's holding them back or God knows. This is the first year that the Raiders are based in Sin City. So, wow, and also 2020, up your ass. All the years they spent in Oakland, the Raiders had a busy, if not successful, offseason season. They signed Marcus Mariota, Corey Littleton, Jason Wynn. I don't know why they did that, but still. Yeah. A couple other Cowboys, a linebacker, Nelson Dropalor, Demarius Randall from the Browns, and Prince of Camara, among other names. Again, like the 11 Eagles, Bridgey doesn't mean anything until you prove it. But draft left many to be desired, according to countless reviews, like drafting rug burns over guys like C.D. Lamb and Will Judy Vert. Hmm. There's also the Damon Arnett pick, which a lot of people hated. At this point, Derek Carr is pretty much running out of excuses. If he flops this year, he already has Josh Jacobs, Off the Waller, Rug Burns, Ryan Edwards, Lynn Bowden, Hunter Redfro, and Tyrell Williams. That's enough of a supporting cast. If he can't succeed in that, I don't know what can succeed him. If It's on to somebody new next year if he can't succeed with the supporting cast. They still have a horrible defense, but then again, maybe one time outside of 06, the Raiders actually had a good defense. Mm, true. Back to you. Uh, yeah, the Raiders... Uh, they started pretty good last year. I think they were fighting with the Chiefs for that division probably around week 10 or 11, and then something happened, and they just kind of stunk for the rest of the year. Um, they went through, cut them slack. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I remember they were, uh, I think they were playing Kansas City on, like, a Thursday night game, and, like, I think winner of that game was going to be in first place of the West. I think it was, like, only week 8 or something or week 9, but they got blown out by the Chiefs. And then since that game, they were never the same. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is with Derek Carr. I mean, he's had talent over there uh, for a few years. He had Amari oh, Cooper, and he did okay with Cooper. He had Crabtree over there, but uh, now he's not going to be working with a great cast of guys. You said they have C.D. Lamb? No, they have Rugburns, Henry Ruggs. Oh, Rugburns, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Hunter Renfro, uh, Darren Waller. I owned Darren Waller last year for Fantasy. He had a few good games, but he wasn't amazing. Um, he definitely like I don't think he's like uh like a top five tight end in the league or anything like that. Um, but I don't know. I think I think Gruden, as the head coach, it takes a few years to get to where you want to get to. Like when they, he traded Khalil Mack to the Bears a few years ago, everyone's like, "What a 
fucking idiot. This I, Look at what Khalil Mack is doing in Chicago. How are you going to trade? But then fast forward another year, what's Khalil Mack doing in Chicago? Not that much. And they got a, a few good draft picks for him. And he, and for Gruden to succeed, he needs to build the team as as he wants to. He can't just come into a situation and be like, all right, I'm going to play with the guys I got. He's like, I need to get rid of Amari Cooper. I need to get rid of Khalil Mack. And I think he be, I think he believes in uh, Derek Carr. I mean, I think they wanted Tom Brady over there uh, in Las Vegas this year. But I think I don't think Carr's as bad as people say. His biggest issue is fumbling the ball at the one-yard line when he's trying to score and then fumbling out the back of the end zone. He does it like once or twice a year. It's unbelievable. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think the Raiders are going to surprise some people this year and put up a pretty decent season. Uh, do I think they'll make the playoffs? I don't know, but I got them as a plus eight or plus uh, win team as of right now. Los Angeles Chargers, after 14 seasons of Phil Brewers being the full-time starter of your S2020, the Chargers will now head into the year with a new QB, whether it's Tyrod Taylor or first-round pick Justin Herbert. The Chargers have been active this offseason. They resigned Heckler to a four-year, $24.5 million extension. They mostly let MG leave, but he's trying to get back at them in Denver. Trading for Pro Bowl guard trade turn will only have to go Russell Okung. They signed some players in free agency from, ironically, Chris Harris, who also are number 25. He and Melvin Gorn are swapping 25, so... Just thought you'd want to know. Yeah. Well, signing longtime Packers tackle Brian Belago, Linville Joseph for the big time names. They also tag Hunter Henry. Again, knowing that it's the Chargers and who knows what they have in them, a disappointing flop would be my fortune teller self advice. Okay. Back to you. Um, yeah, Chargers are going to be bad this year. Uh, they barely have a home. I mean, home field advantage. I don't even know if that's going to be a thing this year. Remember? They're huh? sharing with the Rams. Oh, yeah, they're sharing with the Rams. But, like, I don't even know if fans are going to be allowed in or whatever. So, like, home field advantage is going to be weird this year. Uh, I don't even know if it's going to exist. So, um, but, yeah, they don't have any fans anyways. Uh, anyone who's going to Chargers games was usually rooting for the other team because L.A. has so many uh, placements uh, from all around the U.S. that, you know, uh, you know, if they're playing the Patriots, a, but a buttload of Patriots fans are going to go there, and it's not so much of a home field advantage. So, I think Chargers are in a really bad spot right now. Um, obviously, they have like some pretty um, talented players: Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry. Granted, he gets injured all the time, um, and but they just lost Melvin Gordon. So Eckler, I think, is going to be Melvin eh. Gordon's kind of a bum. No, well, maybe I don't know. Um, it, it, that's still up to see. But podcast, you know, yeah. trashing Melvin Gordon. Eckler was good last year, but I don't know if he's in every. And every down back for the full year. I think he was using his time wisely over there because he knew that his starting job was time. So um, I don't know. I don't know how that, how that whole running back situation is going to go. But as of right now, if Tyrod Taylor is your starting quarterback in the year 2020, there's no way you're going to get more than like four or five wins. Uh, I see them as the bottom team in the in the uh, uh, AFC West. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a long year for them. I mean, they drafted so many, though. You are aware of that. They drafted what? A running back? Quarterback. Oh, yeah. Justin Herbert? Yeah, no. I mean, I don't know. But that's still a rookie quarterback who... situation. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll just see how that works out. But I, I think Tyrod's going to start the year, and maybe like by week four or five or six, uh, they'll, they'll start bringing Herbert in. This division is nobody cares. Behind the scripted jackasses, I think the rest of the division, my guess is... Second Broncos, third Raiders, fourth Chargers. I mean, 
I think it will be the same as last year, as I've said for one of the other divisions. Earth place, fuck off. As for the rest, the Broncos are always one of those teams that stays relevant, not to the level of the talentless Cowboys, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Plus, the Broncos did improve. The Raiders have more talent, but QB play speaks for itself. And the Chargers, well, it's the Chargers. doesn't matter how good QB play is. It's the Chargers. True. Um, yeah, I got the Chiefs in first place. I think they're going to get like 14 wins this year, to be honest. I think they're going to be like really, really good. Um, and once you get a Super Bowl win, you have like this swag as like the best team in the league. Granted, they're going to be playing with a target on their back a lot of times because like even the bad teams that are going to be playing, the Chiefs are going to be like, oh, this is our Super Bowl. If we can beat the Chiefs, we had a great year. But it's a little bit different when you're down, you know, 24 nothing in the second quarter against this team. And then you're like looking around and you're like, oh, boy, these guys are good. So I think it's going to be a 14 win season for the Chiefs. If everyone stays healthy for the Chiefs. Uh, and then I'll take the Raiders uh, in second place with eight or nine wins. Uh, and then I'll take the Broncos. I think they're going to stay even around there with seven or eight wins. And then I'll take the Lonely Chargers down there with three or four wins. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I see the uh, the uh, AFC South shaping up. Do you want to do uh, playoff no. predictions? No. What predictions? Uh, AFC playoff predictions? No, it's too uh, far-fetched. Okay. Most now for a couple conclusion questions. Number one, most underrated team in the AFC. Who do you have? I'll let you start first. The Browns. I think underrated. I mean, if, if you're going off wins from last year, six wins. Yeah, they're underrated going into next year. Everyone expects them to be bad. Uh, no, no, no matter who they get over there, they're gonna suck. But if I, I had coaching change with a real locker room guy. Uh, I think can really turn this team around. I, th- I think Baker's committed to getting better. I can't speak to that like on a- any other level, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think the Browns are the most underrated team in the AFC so far. They're uh, right now in the off season. I would say the Broncos understood Drew Locke needs to prove himself in only five games he played, but the defense is very underrated with a minded head coach. They made some moves, gave Drew Locke a Jesus Christ amount of weapons. I don't know how. Uh-huh. They be competent, look out for this team. They might have something in no chance they win the division because of the push-off, child-beater, scripted jackasses, but don't sleep on the Broncos. Okay. Number two, number two most overrated team in the AFC. Uh, I mean, it could be the Patriots, to be honest. Um, like I said, the AFC runs the AFC, with, especially with Cam Newton now. Uh, to be honest, nobody knows what to expect with the Patriots next year. Uh, you know, the big breakup between Belichick and Brady could have a ripple effect for years and years, and we might be terrible next year, but nobody knows what to expect. I still see people saying the AFC East goes through New England with 11 wins, 12 wins, whatever. It's not going to be that easy. I can see us very easily getting 12 wins, but I can also see us getting seven wins. It's a very strange time to be a Patriots fan, but I know it's going to be exciting. Most over team Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. People are coming to inclusion you hate the bills that's why not true even though i do <laughs> that is a fact the main reasons why i think they're most overrated the, the hype the coverage jerk offs the head cases the cry babies the coach angers me i just think the bills are getting way too much hype especially considering the jackasses they have yeah number three best team in the afc come on what do you want me to say it or are you gonna put the gun to your head the kansas city chiefs baby yeah. They got so much swag right now. Even if they're down three touchdowns in the third or fourth quarter, they know in their head that they can come back and win. Like that's the 
that's how you know you're a good or a great team is that no matter how much time is left on the clock, you know you can come back. The Patriots were like that for years and years. I remember where we played the 49ers in a regular season game a few years ago. It was 31-3, to and we came back to tie it. That's 2012. Whatever it was. It was, a while, it was a while ago. Don't get me wrong. But we were down big, and we came back to tie it. We still lost the game, but I, I know the Chiefs – are playing with a certain amount of swagger where they feel like they're never going to be out of a game, even if it's not going their way. Chiefs are the best team in the league. Sure. Beating up kids, scripting, push-offs. Wake me up when uh, work done comes to Lexington. They said Gronk used to push off a lot, so, I mean, whatever. They they, they pushed on him. Kelsey, go fuck yourself. Whatever. Wake me up when you trust Kelsey Taylor ACL. No, no, don't root for injuries. Rooting for injuries is petty. For an asshole like him, you can't really blame me. He's not an asshole. I told you, I I should be a fortune teller when I get older. I don't see how he's an asshole. Because he's cocky? They're both cocky, goddammit. Grunk was was very cocky. Three best team in the AFC, Ravens, because they didn't have to beat up kids. And B, they didn't have to rely on the refs most of the time, if not some of the time. Then again, this league's a fucking joke. Yeah, the the, I, I would say the Ravens are good, but I think they might have got figured out last year, which is why I kind of took their win total down from last year. They had 14 wins. I took them down to like 11 or 12. Scripted. Most all the Chiefs wins last year were scripted. That's yeah. why I have the Razor best team. And also Mahomes and your whore wife, you can fuck off for all I care. No, no. No, no. His girlfriend whore can really fuck off. No, no. <laughs> What is wrong with you? Today? What is wrong with you? You don't even know these people. Yeah, I do. I'm not retarded, though. Know. Yeah, but you don't know them. You know of them. You don't know who they are as people. Yeah, Romanowski was still in this league. He was a psycho person, that guy. Good. He can murder Tyree Kill. I'd be happy. Gurney hit him, and I'll praise you. <laughs> if you are a patron, I'd give you a Mountain Dew if I could have. <laughs> or worst team in the AFC, Jacksonville Jaguars. This whole team has just fallen apart ever since losing that championship game. All you need to know, they they, they lost all the talent. They're trading away everyone. They let everyone leave. What do you think? Worst team in the AFC? Uh, it comes down to three teams. The Bengals, the Jaguars, and the Chargers. Um, and just to play, I think Jaguars are going to be bad, but I think they have a better quarterback than the Chargers do. Uh, so I'll take the Chargers and say that they are indeed the worst team in the AFC. Well, it's a little bold. Same time, not really. No, they're they're just in a really tough division too, <gasps> where they they're gonna lose two to the Chiefs. They'll probably win one each against the Broncos and the Raiders. If that well, that's it today. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs>